What is up, podcast fam? Welcome back to the Energy Exchange Podcast, where I sit down with some of the brightest minds in health and wellness and really extract knowledge, wisdom, so that you can implement these different practices and protocols into your life. And I really believe that life is an energy exchange. We're constantly giving, we're constantly receiving. And the more that we can create synchronicity with our energy exchanges, the more our lives will be fulfilled with joy, with abundance, with happiness. And especially with what's going on in the world right now, it's so important that we think outside the box and find ways to really connect with people virtually. And I really encourage you to think about your friends, your family, and see what you can do to exchange energy with those people. I'm so excited for us to be on this journey together. I genuinely appreciate you so much. And let's get in to today's show. What is up? Everybody, welcome back to the Energy Exchange Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have such a special treat for you today. I am bringing in one of the most elite movement coaches in the world, in the universe. Now, he might not say that because he's very humble, but I'm going to say it for him. And John Lindsay is a movement enthusiast. He's a movement coach with a passion for improving his body's movement capacity as well as everyone around him. And he's impacting thousands, soon to be hundreds of thousands of people all over the world, improving their movement quality. And uh, I'm so excited for this show because John and I met about two and a half years ago and following his journey has been a beautiful thing. And John, my dude, you there? Yes. What's going on, man? I'm excited to be on. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me sharing the time with me. Always brother. We're just exchanging energy. And I feel like, I don't know, man, I feel like this time where we're kind of forced to ground and go inward is a real cool opportunity to connect with people that I'm speaking personally, like that I want to connect with, but like life gets busy. We're both doing our things. So I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Yeah, definitely. Me too. It's been too long. So I haven't seen your face in a while. So I know, I know we both have gone a little haywire with these facial hairs. Uh, uh, I'm not shaving till uh, we get back to reality. So we'll see how long I can take this. So, so everyone's definition of reality, I guess, is different. So how do you define reality, Mr. Lindsay? Well, I guess reality for me to the point where I'd need to shave would be if I have to get back to my, my full-time job. So, which that looks like it might be a month from now, maybe a little longer. Nice. This thing's going to get wild. Yo, can you try turning your audio a little higher? Is that a possibility? Is it all the way up? Um... How would I do that? Just on your computer. Is it all the way up? The volume? Yeah. Uh, It is now. Okay, cool. Perfect. We're not going to take any of that out, but I just wanted to hear you at your maximum capacity. So, So I'm curious to know, other than growing this beard, what has been something that this quarantine has taught you at this time spending at your house uh, with, with your fiance, tell me something that maybe you've learned or that, that you've implemented into your new life. Um, that you got to move every day. I think, I think it's easy for me because when I'm usually like a normal day for me is I'm on my feet, uh, probably 10 to 14, maybe 16 hours between my own workouts, working with clients, even just standing at my stand up desk in a gym and being and chatting with people, it's so easy to, I mean, I still get awesome, uh, workout movement sessions in here, but in between that, it's a lot of downtime where I'm laying on the couch, reading, maybe watching TV. And it's my body kind of feels it. I get a little stiff and it's, I've just been 
recently, probably the past two weeks, not the first two weeks of the quarantine, I was a little lazier, but now I'm like, all right, I got to get up. Let's go on a morning walk, a barefoot walk, a mile, two miles. Let's do an evening walk too. Just that power of moving every day and moving consistently throughout the day is huge. So um, I'm lucky to do that when I am working my full-time job. And it's just something now I've, myself and my fiance, were a little more cognizant of like, all right, let's not get lazy. Let's get up and move. So that's what I would say the biggest thing, biggest takeaway thus far has been. Yeah. And, and I feel like also in terms of relationships, you know, I've seen firsthand during this time, some people, you know, even, I mean, married couples, man, who, who seem to be in love. And from my perception, they were, but like this time, this increased time together was like, really bringing out different sides of them that they weren't exposed to before. So I feel like it's either an opportunity to elevate, like become even closer, that sense of oneness, or, and you guys have been living together for a while, but like maybe some things start to come up that haven't in the past. So I'm wondering, have you found anything out or discovered anything new about your partner, good or bad, that maybe uh, you weren't aware of before? Yeah, we were actually, I don't know if she'll get mad at me for saying this, but we were talking about this the other day. Like, we've been fine. Like, we love spending, this might seem weird for some people, but we love spending so much time together, have so many similar interests, whether it's food, uh, working out, just generally being active. Um, all our interests is, all our interests really align, so that's great. But she definitely, I'm much more laid back than she is, and she definitely worries a little bit more than I do. So obviously this is a weird time. Some people's financials could be a little off and stuff. And I'm just very like, well, whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. So you can't do anything about it, but it's not a bad thing, but we were just laughing about it the other day. Um, but we love the time together. We keep talking about when I do have to go back to my full-time gig, how much that's going to suck just because we're used to spending almost every second of the day together, or we do work in separate parts of the house, but if we want to see each other, we can see each other in 10 seconds. So, um, yeah, the only thing we realize is she's a little more type A. I'm a little more laid back. So, but we, we already knew that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like everything just gets exposed and, and, and put a magnifying glass on. So, so you're mentioning this full-time job, John, and I'm wondering, you know, I know what your full-time job is, but just for the people listening, watching, uh, what is that job? What does it entail? And then I'm also curious, my back-end question to that is maybe now with this extended time home away from your, away from your job, uh, have you now maybe opened the idea, the possibility to taking your life now, what it is? you know, impacting a ton of people with your programs and everything on, on online and making that a full-time job? Um, I definitely have. My full-time job is I'm the director of fitness and wellness at a place called the Ford Plantation, which is just uh, about 10 miles south of Savannah, Georgia. It's a really high-end, what we call sporting club. Um, and so I'm the fitness and wellness director, so essentially the manager of the gym there. But 80 to 90% of what I do is hands-on personal training with clients and then just general management of the gym, uh, creating fitness-related events and stuff like that as well. Um, and it's incredible. The, the clientele is unreal. Some of the nicest people I've ever met, true friends of mine now. Um, but this time that I have been away, it's been great because I have been able to build my own brand, um, which is the movement journey. And it's a little more centered around my, uh, my own personal practice, which is expanding my movement capacity, building better mobility in my body, better building body weight skills, stuff like that. So I have been able to expand my online offerings in this time. I've also been able to get more tech savvy, uh, which is something I definitely struggle with just being um, up to date on like what's the best way to communicate with people, write programs for people, share videos, all that stuff. So this is, I mean, I hate to say it, but this time off has been a bit of a blessing. Um, ultimately, I would like to, of course, run my own brand and stuff, but where I work now is phenomenal. It's unreal. The people I work for, unreal people. Um, and it'd be tough to leave if I ever did, but um, ultimately it would be nice to kind of pursue my own passion of um, the movement stuff, the more movement stuff, not, not the general fitness, but the more body mobility, that sort of thing. Yeah. And dude, I think, I think right now, like the life you're creating for yourself. And I remember, 
you know, talking to you about working at the Ford and you just spoke so highly of it. And, and I, and I, I never forget, like you were, you were always talking so highly of the people there, the clients, the people who run it. So I'm super stoked that you're happy, man. And, and, and now it's like, you're, you've really been able though, to pursue, like, if you want to call it your side hustle, right? Your passion in, into a platform, into a platform that is not only making uh, a huge impact, but also bringing in some nice income. So I think that's super dope. And I, and I don't want you to feel guilty, bro, about like using this, using this period to expand your skill set. Like that is what people should be doing with this time is like, you know, you mentioned before the call that you were having a couple, uh, having a couple weeks where you were like lazy. And I think that's fine. Like that's normal, but you caught yourself and like you got back into all those healthy routines and habits and, and now you've expanded your skill set, and that's going to allow you to ultimately reach more people and help more people. So I'm, I'm super proud of you for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and it looks like I've got at least another month of it. So, uh, more expanding to do. Yeah, dude. Is there anything on the radar for another skill you want to acquire or a different movement that you're trying to master? Um, I mean, on my, like the stuff I'm programming to work towards right now are middle splits, better handstand pushups and one arm chins. Uh, and so I get closer and closer. I'm not there yet on any of those things, but I'm getting closer and closer. So it's, uh, the, the journey has been fun and continues to, uh, to challenge me, which I love. Talk, tell us a little bit about this journey because, you know, we met about two and a half, almost three years ago, and you were already diving deep into movement. I'm just curious, like, were you always a mover as a kid? Were you playing sports? Tell us about that. Um, definitely played a lot of sports growing up, uh, a lot of like track, cross country, soccer, that sort of thing. Definitely into general fitness from a young age, like 14, 15, probably like uh, just kind of generic weightlifting, fitness, that sort of thing. Um, but my big, like, kind of like what's going on moment was I was in grad school, personal training people showing them how to move better, stretch all this stuff. And I couldn't even squat to parallel with weight on my back, which is so easy to do or touch my toes. And I was like, this is crazy. Like something's, I know some people are more genetically set up to be a little more flexible, but there's definitely something I can do. And I just started going down the rabbit hole of, all right, I'm getting away from my normal routine of what I would just say was kind of like general strength and conditioning. Um, let me rebuild my body and see what happens and just going down rabbit hole after rabbit hole. Of, I'm still going down the rabbit hole. So, uh, and that was probably seven years ago now, six or seven. And so, yeah, and I remember, and I remember when we met, I was like, really like hard. That was when I hit like, my peak and I've kind of stayed there. So I remember, man, like I remember you explaining to me, we were outside in Austin, like just getting, getting some fresh air, doing a little movement. And I remember you were explaining to me those days where it was like class training, studying. It was like ridiculous schedule, right? It was like 18 hour days. Yeah, it was uh, wake up at 5, catch a 5.30 client, uh, 5.30 to maybe 8.39, uh, either go train or go to class, depending on the day, maybe take a nap in there somewhere, um, train slash stretch again if I had the time, and then about 5 p.m., hit the after-work crowd till usually 5 to 8.39, um, go home, pass out. Yeah. And, and that's crazy. And, and it's like, you were doing things. What, what I think is so relevant to, to bring to attention is like, you were doing things that you love, like that you were passionate about. You chose to be in that position, right? Yeah. It was fun. And, I mean, it's, and once you get in the zone with that stuff, it's, you don't fit like looking back, I'm like, Oh my gosh, how did I like live that routine? But you figure it out. You're like, some days I'm going to need that 30 minute nap in the middle of the day. Uh, but you, I don't know, you get so accustomed to it, you know, you're like, all right, I've got to be at the gym at this time so I can do my shit for this 90 minutes before I have to take on these three clients in a row. So if you're passionate about it and you're into it, you'll, you'll fall into a routine quickly. Yeah. And then, and then I think also the pivot you made, you know, is, is 
waking up at five and then having a client right at five thirty. I don't know about you because I used to used to have clients like six a.m. every day, and now I don't do any calls or clients until nine a.m. because I love having those first couple hours as like the sacred morning, dude, where I'm able to like set up the day, have my coffee, read some stoicism, and really just really just like take care of some priorities. And, and oftentimes if we don't fill our cup up first thing in the morning, our day just gets away from us. And I'm curious to know, like, what are those staples for you first thing in the morning? Maybe the two or three things that John Lindsay does every single day. Uh, do you want me to tell you now, like this past month or like a normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go before and after. I feel like that'll be fun. My normal, like, let's say, so I worked my current job at Ford for almost five years. So that if I'm going to a day there, I usually get up at four or four 30. I wake up, I do FRC cars routine, a meet, actually chug probably like eight to 10 ounces of water do, which we'll just call it a 10 minute quick full body stretch routine, uh, pour some coffee, get in the car, drive to the gym there get my own workout in, which is usually 90 minutes. Um, but to me, that's almost meditative. Like no one else is there. I'm either, I'm almost always just listening to like some, some podcasts, either it's sports related that I really want to hear, or it's something health fitness oriented. That's really intriguing to me. And it's quite, I think of that as someone, as someone who doesn't meditate, I think of that as like a meditative time to me where I'm very focused on this workout and I'm enjoying what I'm listening to. No one's talking to me. That's your moving meditation. Yeah, it's an, it's an incredible way to wake up. And I usually have my best workouts that time of the day. So, um, I mean, that usually gets me to about 7 a.m. And I'll do a sauna session, a quick cold shower. And then I'm training people by 7.30. Wow. That sounds pretty dope, dude. Like, that is... And that's a tough... Like, that, that is... That is consistent commitment. And I'm curious to know, what are some of the podcasts that you listen to on a, on a pretty frequent basis? Um, I like yours, uh, the natural States by Anthony Gustin, the Align podcast, um, the daily practice. Uh, those are my go-tos for kind of health fitness oriented stuff. Um, as far as sports go, I love anything the ringer network puts out. Uh, a lot of good NBA stuff. So, is that is that the one JJ Reddick's podcast is on? He's on that. Yeah, it's Bill Simmons is the uh, creator or the CEO of that company. So, it's dude, he stuff. he built a beast. He, he really did. Those are actually two of the podcasts I really like listening to. When I'm like, you know, there's the, there's the time where it's like you're trying to kind of learn something and you're going to be engaged, and then there's the time where it's like, like probably when you listen to sports, it's like. You know, I don't want to have to think. I'm just like able to like take this in. I can, it, it's it's interesting. It's fun. That's how I feel with like CJ McCollum and JJ oh, Reddick. Dude, they both have podcasts and they've been putting them out more. Um, now that now that their season got canceled, but uh, but I think that's going to be something that you see more people do, like more professional athletes putting out podcasts, which is always exciting because it gives you like such a unique perspective. Oh, totally. I mean, they have, I've listened to a few of both of theirs. It's so nice. They have their peers on there all the time. So you hear those, the locker room stories, the, uh, the college stories, all that stuff. Yeah. And I'm curious to know, speaking of college, you know, what was, what was that experience like Were you for you? Were you, cause you went to UGA, right? For undergrad, yes. Yeah. So, so you're in Athens. I mean, Georgia, Georgia tends to be one of the biggest party schools in the nation. You know, uh, tailgating for football games. Like, was yeah. John Lindsay right? I could, I could see John <laughs> Lindsay doing some beer, some keg stands. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. In undergrad, I was uh, – it's funny because I was an exercise, in, an exercise in sports science major, kinesiology. And I totally was still in the like bro science workouts. And so my, I'd say I worked out every day, but then my like lifestyle was terrible. Like it, I worked at a bar, was up late, super late, three nights out of the week, sometimes four, a um, lot of tailgating, late nights, football games. Um, I wouldn't say I was that crazy, but I definitely wasn't living like that lifestyle now to me makes my stomach queasy and like <laughs> I thought of, thought of that like one night like that I'd need like a two week vacation to get back to normal. So 
Uh, was definitely in the party scene, but uh, glad to be out of it now. Yeah, dude. I feel like it's it's crazy, man. Like it's crazy what like a few years does. Oh, and, and also when you're when you're on a when you're on a consistent routine, like you like waking up at four, dude. One late night can really set you back for the entire week. It can be you got to wait for the weekend to like catch up. So it's during the week. I'm very particular about what I'll do in the evenings. That's for sure. Yeah, and and. For those of you who don't know, John is, you, and you guys will all be following him at the movement journey. And, and, and John has such a unique mindset when it comes to movement. You know, so much of this stuff is just with his body weight. And, and it's really all about intention, all about control. Talk a little bit about how you approach movement. Um. I mean, I guess I would say an easy overview is I look at, all right, what do I either struggle with right now from a mobility standpoint or a skill standpoint? And also, what do I want to get better at? So, uh, I mean, I've developed pretty good mobility almost head to toe now, but I mean, it took years of work. So, but even today, I'm still, like I told you, I'm chasing like middle splits. So that's a lot of hip external rotation, a lot of uh, lengthening of the adductors, um, and if you want to get better at that stuff, you've got to be passionate about it, be consistent at working at it, and yeah, just being diligent and and truly being passionate about it, I think, is, is the biggest thing. So fall in love with your craft. Yeah, and that sounds super fucking cliche, but but I think it's also really relevant and really true right now because maybe you listening right now have less motivation to wake up at six, but... But what's, what's so cool about John's story is like waking up at that time on a consistent basis is not fucking easy because I've been there and I've done that. And, and just, and, and, and that's like, that's where passion does come into play because like there's discipline, right? But I think of discipline as something like that you almost are like staying away from. Like I have discipline around food, you know? And what you demonstrate is not discipline. That's like, pure that's like mamba mentality that's like kobe in the gym at three in the morning you know what i mean yeah i mean it's uh and i think it's honestly helped once you since my like kind of brand is centered around this expanding uh my movement capacity i've sort of put just a little bit of pressure on myself to be like all right i can't half-ass this stuff i have to get better so it's nice that there's sort of that added motivation as well. But it's, I mean, when you're truly passionate about something and you're only, and you look at your day the next day, you're like, okay, I'm only going to have this 90 minute block here, that two hour block there. I know after 5 PM, I'm not going to be focused enough to get this done. You're going to get up and go to bed early. And yeah, I mean, when you're truly, like you said, it's cliche, but when you're truly passionate about your craft, it's easy to make this stuff happen. You will find time to make it happen. Mm. So, and, and guys, I know you're probably wondering already. I know you've had like five minutes now between I meant between me mentioning uh, John's handle, and you've probably seen some of his videos. Um, so he's going to offer all of our listeners a special promo, a half off promo, so you can get on one of these pro- uh, programs. You know, hip mobility, ankle mobility, pistol squats, all of these. All of these uh, really, really specific movements require a lot of mobility in different places. And John has dedicated his life to really understanding the human body on a deep level. And, and you can watch all the YouTube videos and search XYZ, but when you have something that uh, lays it out for you by someone who cares. And that, that's so important. Like you care and you've been on the journey, you're still on the journey. So like you sharing that bro is so valuable. So I'm I'm grateful that you've put out those programs and people are going to be able to get access to that stuff. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, and so the code is chillin C H I L L I N. Um, but if you went to my Instagram, you would see that quickly. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it, we'll put it, uh, we'll put it in our show notes for sure. I'm, I'm curious to know though, because you know, you're, you're following on social, uh, happened pretty quickly. No, like talk, talk a little bit about that, that growth and if that shifted anything for you. 
Um, I mean, it, it did come on quickly. It was probably been about a, probably two years ago today. I probably had less than a thousand followers. Um, and my intent with posting stuff on Instagram wasn't to get, uh, like to grow, to create a business or anything like that. It was, I was just like, okay, this seems like this is LinkedIn if you're in the fitness industry now. So I need to start putting my craft out there. But it was so nice to quickly realize that you connect with others um, that are chasing the same stuff, that are in the same industry, have similar thought process. Uh, and you find like different certifications, stuff like that. Um, and then I guess as my movement capacity expanded, people found that interesting and quickly uh, gained a larger following, which has been awesome. Um, and like I said earlier, I've liked... The only thing I think it's changed is I've now been able to obviously make some money off uh, my skill set online, which is really nice. Um, but also, it's kind of put pressure on me, like I said earlier, to be like, okay, people are clearly following me. They know what my page is about. It's about expanding movement capacity. So I need to continue to do that in myself and uh, uh, be the image of this page, So, which I like. I like that pressure. Um, and it's fun. It's that stuff to me is so intriguing. Getting a body that moves better and better. So, uh, yeah, dude, I love it. I know. I can see the way that you speak about it. It's like, it's like it is. It is that mamba mentality, and that is what you are committed to serving people with. And and guys, you know, I don't know when this episode is going to air, but right now it's April seventeenth. So probably in like a week and a half or two. But don't underestimate the power of movement because here's the thing, guys. When, when you start to move your body, when your body moves, your brain groups. So, so you're going to start secreting and releasing different neurotransmitters once that body starts moving. And what's great about some of the stuff that John does, like it could be intimidating. Okay. It could be intimidating. However, like John said, like seven years ago, he wasn't even able to touch his toes. Like he was struggling to do basic movements like a squat. So, so don't be intimidated, rather be inspired to just get started because what's, what's beautiful about movement and really anything else for that matter is trying something new, like trying a new movement that maybe you don't think you can do, um, is challenging your nervous system in a really powerful way. And, and I want you to talk a little bit about that, John, like about some of the other benefits, you know, obviously there's the increased mobility and the increased capacity to do really amazing things with your body, but talk about some of the other benefits that you've seen come with that. Um, yeah. So the, the obvious ones, just being more mobile, you're less likely to get injured. Um, a body that moves well is going to, you're going to live a healthier, longer life. Those are easy things and obvious to a lot of people. Uh, the biggest thing that caught like me in the beginning, going from somebody who was very inflexible, like again, couldn't touch my toes, couldn't squat for, like couldn't get my thighs past parallel squatting. Was that little bit of progress on those things to me was so much more rewarding than anything like, adding five pounds to a bench press max or a squat max, like that stuff isn't even close to improving movement capacity. And then also even when you dive into like skill training, like getting a handstand for the first time, that to me, that is like, or a dragon squat or a pistol squat, something like more skill oriented like that is was so much more rewarding than anything like, all right, I lifted more weight than I did two weeks ago. Like, or I gained five pounds of muscle, whatever, like kind of the general fitness like goals are that stuff wasn't even close to this stuff. And it's, I think as humans, we're kind of set up to develop skills and be intrigued by, I mean, how we can move our bodies better. I don't know if it's like, if you think from like an ancestral standpoint, like you had to develop skills to like go kill animals, that sort of thing. It wasn't about like, all right, who can push the biggest boulder? It's all right. Who can move their body the most efficiently to push the biggest boulders? Mm. Skills and stuff like that, I think, is a natural human intrigue and something we naturally want to do. So, I think once you kind of dive into it and you start making progress from a mobility standpoint, let's say your hips suck, you start to move them better. You're you can feel that just from walking around, from uh, like sitting in a squat, playing with your kids, or something like that. You get this bug and this uh, almost the mover's high. You want to call it that, like similar to a 
runner's high. Like once your body moves well, you want to move more and more. Um, mm. And I honestly forgot what the question was. I just started, <laughs> you got me talking on movement. So oh, what, were, what are the benefits? You of, found flow. We'll talk about yeah. that a little bit because like just now when you were talking about movement, you kind of lost touch with the question, but you were just kind of like flowing, right? So I'm, I'm curious to know like, what, like getting in that flow state with your body, right? is so powerful. Talk a little bit about that. And then also, you know, finding flow in other areas of life. What up fam? Sorry to interrupt today's show, but this is really important to me because when I was a kid, my grandpa got Alzheimer's and I remember visiting him in Atlanta, Georgia, and he no longer remembered my name. And this experience really resonated with me. From that point forward, I knew I was going to do everything in my power to preserve my brain health, my cognition, my focus, my memory. And that's why these shrooms are so powerful because they're all fruiting body extracts designed, designed to really boost your memory, cognition, focus, while also improving your immunity. And the beta glucans that are in there are what really drive your white blood cell count up and support a strong immune system. So whether this is for you, your parent, your grandparent, I really encourage you to take action and prioritize your brain health. And for a limited time, I have a super special offer for you. When you get the ultimate shrooms, you get a free ultimate elixir. Yes, you get a free ultimate elixir. This is 25 organic superfoods and adaptogens designed to aid your metabolism, your digestion, and create an alkaline and detoxified body. There's no more powerful way to start your day than with the ultimate elixir and the ultimate shrooms. So check this out. Go to liveultimate.com slash podcast slash live healthy and you're going to get both of them for the price of one okay it's time to make that commitment to your health make that commitment to your wellness go to liveultimate.com slash podcast slash live healthy and now let's get back to the show yeah i mean it's so like a move a good example of that is a move i've recently gotten better and better at is like uh back walkovers if you're familiar with that at all um yeah. and it's kind of scary at first to train that like you're you know what a back walkover is right yeah yeah yeah. and so you're clearly you're just you're trusting yourself am i going to catch myself am i going to hit this and once you get it you start to create that neural drive and your body's like oh my gosh okay i know how to do it um and to me that's just so it's it's like equivalent to a runner's eye like somebody who runs marathons it'd probably be the same sensation of oh my gosh, I now I've unlocked this new skill. Um, and to me, that's just, it's such a cool thing. Like, it's really fun to get to that level, be a little scared, and then get a skill and add it to your your repertoire. Hell yeah, dude. It's it's And it's fucking, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome watching that, that process. Like, what else, what other things what other things like are, are, uh, are you really passionate about that, that you want to talk about, you know, whether it's your relationship, whether it's cooking, you know, I know, I know when we had a couple nights in Austin, we, I'm, I'm pretty sure we made like some delicious bacon, some pasture raised eggs with butter. Oh, I'm, I'm not imagining that. Am I? No, no, no. That's true. Uh, that happened. You might have been hallucinating, but that definitely did happen. So yes, okay, uh, good. Just making sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love to cook, and I think my fiance is, is a chef, and that's definitely one thing that attracted me to her. Um, big fan, bit, very passionate about just getting just just about your nutrition. Like we were talking about the college days earlier. Like I used to. Uh, here's a funny story. I would bike. I'd have an eight, 8 a.m. class. I would stop at Chick Fil A, get five chicken biscuits. And that's what I would eat just throughout the day. Like just throw them in my book bag and eat them throughout the day. Um, you were grazing. Was, you were grazing oh on some Chick-fil-A. Well, that was like two for breakfast, two for lunch, and then a snack there at some point as well. Um, <laughs> Those are the key. That, 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 if, you want a, if you want a physique like John, that is definitely not the answer. <laughs> but, yeah. but Chick-fil-A is on the higher end of fast food, I would say. All right. 
So, so, so sorry, I interrupted you. Um, so I was going to say, yeah, and probably even before my movement mobility journey happened, I definitely got into eating healthy. I was like, something's got to change here. If I want to pursue a career in this field, like I need to wake up and start learning how to cook myself. So definitely went down that road. I'd say I'm a pretty good cook. My fiance is a little better, but that's definitely something we uh, connected on really hardcore. We love getting well-sourced stuff, going to the farmer's market that's here in town for us. Um, and just, uh, experimenting in the kitchen, all that good stuff. Um, and that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of similar to, to movement when you make something new in the kitchen or you find out like a new hack, like you've added it to your repertoire of stuff and you're expanding your, uh, kitchen movement capacity, if you will. So it's, uh, that's, that probably is one of my other passions. Uh, yeah. Movement, movement and good food. What's, it, what's like a staple that you guys make, like one or two things maybe that, that aren't too complex. So anyone listening right now can give it a shot. Um, so we've been big into sushi lately. Like that's, and that's so easy. Like it really is. It takes like 20, 30 minutes. Uh, the rice takes a little bit of time to prep, but it's, uh, sushi rolls. Um, I'm making tonight of something we had in Lisbon. Portugal last summer, olive oil steak. That's been a staple Ooh. of late, which is just roasted potatoes, a grilled steak. The grilled steak goes on the potatoes, and then you just saute a ton of sliced garlic and a ton of olive oil, and then you just dump that on top yes. of everything. Is that on the grill you're making that? I'll grill the steak. The potatoes will be in the oven, and then we'll saute the olive oil and garlic on the stovetop. What's the, what's the deal? What's your approach with cooking olive oil? So I cook it, I cook with it at like low temps. Um, cause I know it has a lower smoke point, but, but do you mainly like, what's your approach with olive oil? How do you implement that? Um, so if we're using a, like this, we'll be using a lot of it. Um, cause it's this steak potato dish is covered in olive oil. So we'll saute that on a super low temperature. So I think when you're using a large quantity of it, it's ideal to, to use it at a lower temperature. Otherwise it'll start to smoke, but I'll also the steaks we're going to grill. I'll jack the uh, grill up to a super high temperature and I'll throw some olive oil on that. But the goal there is I want to char the steak. So I want like some fat on there so it catches fire mm. and charred. So I'm not too concerned about like the nutritional content of the olive oil. It's playing a different role. Um, but for the most part, if you're going to consume like some dish that has a lot of olive oil in it, yes, you want it at a lower temperature. Yeah. And guys listening, you know, I think this is such a, spe such a special opportunity to like explore, experiment in the kitchen, experiment with your bodies because, because, and again, like we, like we were talking about before, you know, we have so much compassion for the people out there who are really struggling and suffering out there, you know, and, and especially in a place like Miami, John, dude, like all, it's so weird being in South beach and Miami beach and like literally the streets are completely bare. You know, this would be like spring break, the busiest time, all the hotels are closed, all the restaurants are closed for the most part. So all those people are out of work and, and, and this this needs to be addressed. Like, obviously we have so much sympathy and like compassion for those people. And on the contrary, right. A lot of times when you go out to a restaurant, even sometimes a nice restaurant, they're using vegetable oils and, and they're, yeah. and, and, and even, even so like those vegetable oils really cause a lot of inflammation in the body. And this is a, this is an opportunity for you to like, maybe improve your environment like what are you eating okay. what are you what are you cooking with so what are a couple other like staples john that maybe people can add to their their routine because they're probably tired of hearing me give mine um maybe a couple simple things like maybe what do you put in your coffee whatever that is and then and then uh and yeah like what what gives you the uh focus the energy to be able to do what you do on a consistent basis um, so do you want like nutritional tips or whatever you want to share? Yeah. So maybe some like things, some staples for you that you've seen a lot of benefit with, and then maybe one or two things for people to avoid that we all know, like the main things to avoid. Right. But maybe you could, you could share with us a couple things that people might think are healthy, but maybe aren't. Um, 
Okay, let's see. I think a lot of times, uh, and this was brought to my attention probably in the last year, is the marketing strategy on food is so, it's honestly very impressive how well done it is. Like you get a bag of potato chips that says all natural and your first instinct is, oh, cool, this is going to be, like you don't even think twice about it. And then you're like, if you get home, you flip over, you're like, oh my gosh, uh, fried in canola oil or sunflower oil, something like that. Um, which is terrible for you. So I think just being cognizant of what's in what, which might take a little bit of time is huge. Um, uh, read your labels just because something says made with real olive oil doesn't mean it's also made with a bunch of shitty oils too. Um, let's see what else I, I don't put anything in my coffee, but I love cold brew. We go, we brew cold brew in our fridge. Um, so we always have that on tap, which is really, really nice. And I think if you're someone that's, obsessed with putting shit in their coffee like you need the flavor if you buy really good coffee um and you like it hot like if you have really good coffee it's going to be flavorful but if you like cold coffee to me cold coffee brings out the flavor so much more so if you enjoy um if you enjoy drinking coffee get a cold brew press and just get some really some really really good organic coffee and you'll be really impressed with the flavor profiles that you're able to taste. It's uh, I read a coffee book recently that said um, coffee is the Arabic word for wine. So it, it is truly like a very flavorful thing. Um, yeah, that would be, that'd be a good tip. Yeah, that, that, that's actually such an important one because, listen, 90% of Americans, this is actually like a true stat and, and it's kind of sad. It, 90% of Americans get their most, their highest source of antioxidants from coffee. So that speaks to, that speaks to what else they're consuming on a daily basis. But, but oftentimes coffee gets demonized. And again, it's just about your intention. It's like, are you using this as a crutch? Because because you're feeling brain fog and, and lethargic at 2 p.m. every day because you're eating like shit and not moving your body. So you're re- resorting to caffeine. Or is it like, I don't know about you, bro, like in the morning, especially, it's like a ritual. And oh, totally. yeah, and, and there's something beautiful about that, like that sacred cup of Joe, like high quality beans cultivated from, from fair trade farms. I really yeah. want to encourage you to. To I'm I'm gonna have to send you a bottle of of these eight organic mushroom fruiting bodies, and it gets your cognition and your focus and your energy on a different level. So oh, yeah. I'm gonna send those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me your address after this. I'm curious to know, dude. Um, so John, you have all right, like you have your last supper. You wifey cook up a fucking delicious feast with all of that olive oil drenched steak with all of the delicious potatoes your wine uh and you and you get to choose three people three people to be at that table with you okay uh no family no family the the wife can't be there unfortunately you know uh so so i want to know three people let's start off with people that are currently alive. Okay. Um, definitely my buddy, Wes Hendricks, who is, he trained similar to I do. And he really got me into the more body weight strength stuff. And we, he lives about two hours from me and we connect all the time. Uh, I just love chatting with him. Like we have such similar thought. Uh, uh, we have such similar philosophies on training always just a good time chatting with him. So he'd have to be there. Um, let's see who else, uh, no family. Okay. Um, I hear those birds chirping in the back. It's so beautiful. That's not, yeah. We're lucky to have a couple of trees. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough question. I honestly, who are some people you, you've looked up to in the past? I mean, I like uh, Ido Portal, obviously. Like, he's definitely been a huge influence on the way I practice and mindset and stuff like that. Um, who else have I looked up to? Any athletes? Any, any females that you've looked up to in the past? 
Um, I'm a big fan of Serena. I love Serena's mindset. She definitely lives like the Mamba mentality, as you were describing earlier. Okay, so we're starting uh, to cultivate this table. We got Serena, we got Ito, and we got your boy Drew. Yeah, that'll be Wes. Wes, sorry, sorry. Yeah, his name's Wes. What's his last name? I've seen I've seen you a bunch of Hendrix. Hendrix, yeah. Hendrix. Got it, got it, got it. Perfect. Okay. Like I might crash that dinner party. You'd you'd be welcome. Dude, so 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 John, like I'm curious to know, um, what what like if the, what 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 do you want to talk about because i think so often like you know we have conversations and there's like an agenda and for me man like we didn't really prep for this and i really don't i mean i do do some prep you know for shows but i really want it to just be flowing and i want it to be natural and organic just like we like our food right so what's something maybe that's on your mind that you you'd like to just shoot the shit about um, let's see. Uh, I guess, I mean, if people are curious about kind of the stuff I do, one thing I just get asked all the time is like, and I don't even think of myself as a good mover just because I think when you, it's like, if you're losing weight or something, you see yourself every day, like your normal, like changes to you happen so slowly that you don't even see these huge changes. Mm. Um, and when I describe that to people, they don't, a lot of times people don't get it. They're like, Oh, you're just flexible. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like I put in like really, really hard work. Um, and this is going to sound cliche, but if people want advice on like getting more mobile, become a, becoming a better mover, whatever you, however you want to describe that, uh, you've got to put in the work and you've got to be super consistent with it. Um, you got to be smart about it to some extent, but it's all about being consistent, diligent, falling in love with the practice. Uh, all that stuff has to happen. It's uh, your genetics don't totally define you. You can put in a lot of work. You'll never reach your full potential anyway. So um, put in the hard work. I love that, dude. That that's so important for people to understand. Is like I think sometimes, especially with social media, is like they see all of this finished product in quotations, and they're like, "Oh, like he was just born with this gift. Like he didn't work his ass off for it." And, and that's one thing I've I've really noticed to be a common thread with the most impactful, influential people in the world is they are so committed to whatever it is that they're creating in this world. So for you out there listening, like think about that thing, like John's talking about movement and I can literally see it as I'm watching him speak about it. Like the hair on his beard rises up. Like he's that excited about it. And, and I'm, and that's what gets him up at 4am. Like he doesn't have to do that, but he wants to, he's choosing to do that. So think about, take a moment, take a few moments to really think about that thing in your life that that gets you excited like that. And, and if you're struggling to think of something, I encourage you to just go back to your childhood. Like what is something that brought you joy, you know, and, and, and reconnect and, and be curious with that thing. Yeah, that's, and that's really, really well said. I think that's why I like this, this, my sort of practice can maybe seem overwhelming for some people right off the bat, but it's, once you get diligent with it and once you develop some level of, I don't want to say expertise, but some level of um, competency in some stuff, it's so much fun to quote unquote play like a kid. Like it's so much fun for me to go to the park, do back, back kickovers, kick into a handstand and hang out, uh, do some like general locomotion work. It's essentially like expressing my mobility. It's so much fun to do those things. And it's, you can't go out to the park and like bring your weight bench and start bench pressing. Um, well, you could, but that's not really true play. It's, uh, yeah, once you get a body that moves well, it's so much fun to just interact with the environment and you can't stop moving. Yeah. And, and, and on that point, on that point, I'm curious to know, like, cause you, you train barefoot a bunch, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the benefits of just earthing and really connecting to the ground and, and that being the center of, and really the foundation of our connection with the earth. 
Um, well, from a movement standpoint, it's just, it's incredible feedback. Like you want your body to feel the texture below you. You're going to be, if you're doing any sort of locomotion work, even like basic squatting stuff, once the most solid foundation you have and the most, uh, input of what you're touching and you're going to get that with a barefoot. You're not going to get that with a padded shoe or even a minimalist shoe to some extent is going to limit your connection with the ground. So um, if you want the most solid foundation, you're going to want to be barefoot. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, the only time I train with shoes on is if I'm doing like locomotion work where I might be kind of dragging my foot on concrete and then it just kind of gets, I don't want to rip my feet up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, go barefoot as often as you can. It's just, I think especially even if you just go on a barefoot walk through nice grass, like you just feel more alive. Like it's mm. like wake up for the whole body. Like, uh, feeling different textures on your feet, even if they're rough sometimes, like it's nice to just, I don't know. It just feels human. Like it feels good to expose yourself like that. Um, when I'm in a restricted shoe, like if I have to do something fancy and I have to wear like something restricted, I cannot wait to get those shoes off. So yeah. Imagine how the women feel, man. Damn. Shout out to all those women out there. We got love for you. I kick the shoes off at the, all the weddings I go to. Yeah, bro. For sure. And, and, and also you said that, you know, this movement and this play is really a great way to express yourself. I'm wondering like, uh, how, how else do you express yourself? Like, especially, you know, for me, you know, being like a single dude, 29, like I choose to be single. Right. But, um, but I'm wondering like, if you have any maybe tips for me in terms of, uh, expressing, myself openly to a woman or just like how that has been how have you with time you know now you're like 31 i believe right yes like how is that kind of openness and that expression transformed in the last few years um i would say i mean i would say like my uh curiosity with my movement practice has just made me a more generally confident person like i'm just because i'm clearly pursuing something i'm truly passionate about whereas in the past like my thoughts on movement or fitness related stuff i was just kind of following the herd like all right it's friday's bicep day monday chest like i kind of <laughs> i never really had my own mindset on it it was just stuff i'd heard other folks say I had never really developed my own practice and to me doing that and really like loving it and all that stuff is, and I'm, I'm passionate about it. I love talking about it. It's just made me a more general, generally confident person. And I think when you are passionate about something, it's, uh, it's easier to be confident because you have something you've, you've focused on for a long time. You've developed a lot of knowledge in that area. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so I think I've become more a more confident person when I speak to people uh, and things like that. That's interesting. So, so, so as you became more confident with your body and your movement capabilities, that translated over into other facets as well. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. That's super dope. Did you ever have, sorry, and, and guys, just to let you know, like I didn't, John has no idea what's coming next. He's like, yo, dude, uh, uh, I'm just curious to know, like in the past, were there any insecurities that you had about your body or just anything in general uh, when you were younger? I'm curious to know. Um, I don't know if I ever had insecurities, but I was definitely like not the ever like the biggest guy or anything like that or the, ever the most athletic i always played sports but i was never like the upper echelon in anything um and i think i always wanted to be like who didn't um and so my first experience in like fitness was all right i just want to i want muscles and i want the six-pack all that stuff so um i don't know if it, i don't know if those were classes classify as insecurities, but I was definitely like, all right, I need to be more fit. So, right. It, it sounds similar to me. It was like, it was like more kind of for external validation maybe. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. And it was like, I want, I want these things and, and I'll do whatever it takes like to get them. Like I'll, I'll, I'll do these exercises, even if I yeah. don't really understand what they're, what they're doing to my anatomy. But like, right. if it's going to get me that, yeah, man, 
for sure. And and I feel like for me personally, like I've probably had a six pack since like I started working out when I was like 17 or 18, just because I had a, a super skinny, like super fast metabolism. So those genetic components helped me. And, and like I had a six pack probably within like two or three months of working out. And that gave me validation. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Now, like, now I'm going to like take my shirt off more often. And now, now I'm going to be able to cover up my other insecurities with the things that maybe I have a little more confidence with. So I think that's really interesting. And I think a lot of people, uh, when they look back, like in the fitness in the health and wellness space, like maybe they didn't get into it for the exact reasons they're in it now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just so interesting and beautiful, bro, to see like the path and, and really the journey that you've been on and where you're at now. And like, I'm so, I'm so happy for you, man. Like in a city that you love with a girl that you love, uh, recent homeowner, you know, and you're really just living every single day on purpose. Yeah. I love that. And I will say this, I mean, like, however you get into like general fitness or moving like my, that when I was 15, 16, like got into it, I just got to get bigger, more muscles, whatever. It led me to where I am now. So I think anytime you can, whatever your initial motivation is to become more active, whether it is just purely for aesthetics or to impress someone, I think it can lead to really good things. So what I always say to people, Hey, whatever motivates you, if it's getting you active, do it. So I mean, mm. my that general bro fitness in the beginning eventually led me to developing a really restricted body that didn't move well that led me to all right how the hell do i figure out how to get unbroken and move better so yeah and i think that's a perfect segue john uh where can people access your programs because um, i want them to start moving better and again guys you're not going to move like john overnight even in a month even in a year he's been working on his craft for so long so consistently but I'm so confident that he's the man to really get you started wherever you're at, actually, with that journey. I'm going to enroll in his program, his hip mobility one for sure, because my internal rotation on my right hip, bro, like has just been an issue for as long as I can remember. Um, so the best place to reach me is just on Instagram at uh, The Movement Journey. Um, and then from there, if you click on the link, you can access everything that I offer. So that'd probably be the best. I do have a website, is themovementjourney.com. And that can take you to all the programs I have as well. So either one works. Um, yeah. And if you have, if anyone has any questions, feel free to shoot me a message on there and I'll be happy to, to answer them. Yeah. John is always super generous with his time. Such a good dude, like such a good Southern boy, man. Like you really are. What are you sipping on by the way? This is a Cabernet. Oh, I love it. He's got a cab. John, any parting words you got for, for the podcast fam tonight? Um, I mean, usually when I hop on here, I always say just move, but I think your crowd probably already knows that. So I will say move more. I mean, I, people don't move enough. So it's uh, like I was explaining earlier, I've gotten lazy and I realized how active I was when I am working day to day. So if you're hitting a lull in the middle of the day, just go on a barefoot mile walk. Powerful things can happen. Mm, I like that. And if you want really powerful things to happen, maybe you'll take a little mushrooms with you on that walk. There you go. <laughs> and, and some creativity will flow out of that. Guys, I want you to really understand and keep in mind and remember that just like John, you have unique skills, you have unique abilities, you have passions to pursue, and there's no better time to get after it than right now. So, so please please take action and hit up John, enroll in one of his programs because he hooked us all up with a discount. This is super dope. And now that you're at home, there's no better time to optimize your movement, optimize your mind. Like, let's fucking do this. I'm so stoked just talking about it. So guys, you already know what time it is. It's time to move your body and exchange energy. Let's go. Podcast fam, thank you so much for listening until the end of the show. Your energy genuinely means the world. And the best way for me to continue improving this experience is for you to leave a review. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was from today's show. 
It genuinely means the world to me to get your feedback so I can continue evolving this experience. Your word of mouth is my oxygen. Thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait for next episode.